up, everybody? Welcome to Weekly Games Chat. This is episode 367. My name is Sean. Um, it is good to be here. Uh, yeah, what do I normally say now? I don't know, because I'm just excited uh, because it's episode 367. What? No, that's weird. Uh, hello to everyone watching us on Twitch.tv. Of course, you can find us there at Weekly Games Chat. Chat, what is up? Uh, but without further ado, let's welcome the homie. The uh, I think that's a real Paps hat he's got on, guys. Uh, welcome, Chris. You know, I told him if he took another week off, <laughs> I'd freaking snap him off this podcast. He's done. He's done, dude. You ready for this? You ready? Said, it's a. It's is it have. <laughs> <laughs> he's been snapped in john's oh oh god and then you mess then what'd you do to the video he's now it looks like he's gone he's oh he's gone. <laughs> it takes time for him to fade out he's gone john's gone he got snapped off uh but yeah it's just us this week and this is the intro portion of the show so if you're a new listener welcome hopefully you hear enough to want to go listen to all other well you can't listen to the other 366 episodes i'm sorry about that there was some things but yeah, it's just us hanging out. John's on a business trip again, he says. About tired of this business trip mess. Chris, what about you? Yeah. I mean, where's the dedication? We should be the you only know, business he cares about, even though we're not paying him anything. And um, <laughs> he has a family he's got to provide for. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's probably fine. Well, I wanted I wanted to tell him, you know, just because he, he would be like, hey, do you got that bidet hooked up yet? And I have to be like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't got the bidet hooked up yet. Then he'd be all upset about it and stuff. And it probably have already been some some quips or some pot shots because that's what he likes to do from the jump. But we're not we're not having any of that today. It's not happening. You know, I could have used a bidet this weekend, technically. What, do you, I, what, what? I went to a place that had a bidet. How did you not use the bidet? Because one, the light went out in the bathroom that had the bidet, so I'd use a different one. And two, I didn't need to do the type of thing that would require a bidet usage. True. Yeah. I still would have probably had to push the button. <laughs> just to know. Just just to see. Like I've gone to my uh like the box is brand new from Amazon sitting in my in my bathroom. Yeah. And I've looked at it and I just I'm 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 I love looking at the button that's on the box and I'm like I look at down at the toilet and I'm like, the button would be right there if I just put this on. <laughs> but I think there's going to be some work. I got to be in the right mindset to really hook it up. Yeah. I mean, there is going to be some, it's not the connection of the water that I'm worried about. It's, I think the thing you have to like lift the toilet seat and install it around the rim. Oh, and that's going to involve just cause you want it to be clean, you know, yeah. I'm not saying it's dirty, but you got to clean it. So there's just more that I don't want to do gloves. Well, I, I don't even mind that. I'll use like Clorox spray and stuff, you know, but gotcha. it is what it is. So what'd you, uh, what'd you get into this week, man? Um, yeah, we were supposed to talk about this before the show. Well, you got a thing I, I had mentioned you might want to talk about. It's up to you. Yeah, I got, well, I got two things. One of them sad, but I want to bring it up in the hour one, you know, just gaming wise right because uh, they we, we kind of talked it over and it would be pretty hard unless you played it too for us to do an episode on it right well even then i've heard it's probably not the best thing you got like a five minute conversation on we could have talked more about the idea of it 
you know, than anything. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely when you decide to talk about that, tell us that story that you kind of told me. Yeah. Uh, so when I was at said place of the day, um, I walked outside and, and we were having a, a party, a get together for one of the bartenders at a place. I usually go to CBC. Um, the owner was nice enough to throw a birthday party for him and all of the regulars were there and we had a great time. Friend of the show, Jeff was there. Um, but, uh, the guy, the bartender or the bar owner, he's got, you know, kind of like a overhead awning covering. And I sat down and I was drinking my beer and I looked up and I was like going, you know what? This could use some some power washing right here. And that's mainly because <laughs> for the last five days I've been playing power wash simulator. <laughs> yeah, we looking at this week, we thought, what what kind of games do we like? All right, so here's here's the here's the truth. We don't want to just play a game for the sake of playing a game to cover a show. We kind of want to want to want to want to want to play it. Yeah, uh, it, it'll make the conversation better. And you all you all you all know that like it's better when we all three play it or at least two of us. It just makes for a better conversation. There's more interest. Yeah, if we, uh, if and we, I'll be honest, I got busy this weekend and I didn't get a chance to play it. If we had done the other one, which. I think I kind of held off just because I think there's a shot that John might want to play yeah. it. I still want to talk about it, but um, yeah, I think that's, yeah. You know, if it had just been that and it'd be me and you, that would have been fine. Cause you know, we could talk about that and there would be plain to say about that game, but yeah. like this, it'd be like, well, what'd you do? Well, uh, first I power washed the house. Then, uh, I power washed <laughs> the guy's bike. Uh, then I, then I went over and power washed the skate park, you know? Uh, I I don't I don't understand the fascination because simulator games mm-hmm. people really either get into or really don't care about uh, flight simulator. Sure. A lot of people liked it because you're like flying a plane. Yeah, but like goat simulator, that's goat simulator is different though because it's yes, it's that's unique. different as well, and it's it's funny as hell because it's a physics engine. Right. Um, but like the ones I actually enjoy, and this is definitely one of the ones I do enjoy. Um, cause as you said, flight simulator really enjoy that one. Um, but then I've done PC, uh, builder simulator and I'm looking forward to the sequel here. Uh, you know, and I think it's just the best way to describe it. The ones that do it very well, you feel like they're very much mimicking what the actual task is, but it's just the kind of game that you could generally fade out and put like, you could have the game on this screen and have maybe a movie or something that you're not like entirely invested to like say like a documentary, but you were like, Hey, as long as I'm listening to it and I'm getting, <laughs> getting the general idea of what's going on or say, you know, put a podcast on, you could just fade out and listen to this in the background while you do this routine work. And I have to say, there's just something that is very satisfying of going in and seeing everything covered in grime and dirt and graffiti and all this stuff and slowly taking this device with highly pressurized water and blasting it as hard as you can until whatever obscenity is in front of you is completely faded away. Uh, And then every now and then when you've cleared a whole area of all the dirt, you get a little chime and you feel great about it. And for those at home who are wondering why Sean's not chiming in right now, it's because he has left me. He's abandoned me. Oh, look, he's back. He's he's come back. I thought this was going to be a one-man podcast for the rest of the year, and it was just going to be the Chris show, but he's back. But yes, Sean, it's very 
it's very satisfying to just fade out and have work that doesn't require a lot of thought and just allows you to go do it. And like uh, I was telling the audience, there's something that's very satisfying about watching dirt, grime, graffiti, whatever it is, fade away because you're blasting it with water at high pressure. <laughs> and as you do it, like listen to, you know, a YouTube video, like maybe someone's got like something talking about something. You just, you could focus on that because the thing in front of you is not taking so much attention from you. You know, you can multitask it versus saying like us sitting here sometimes when we're all gaming together, we'll have these long periods with uh, Mike, uh, Sean and I, where all three of us really aren't saying anything. And it's not because we don't want to engage with one another. It's that we're so attentively focused in on the game in front of us and it requires our attention and, you know, or there's dialogue going in that we need to hear and those kinds of things, something like this, there is really not much dialogue. You get some messages, but for the most part, you're just listening to the sound of the pressure washer do its thing. And, you know, being waiting for the little chime to say everything is clean and move on to the next thing. Uh, and it's fun. Uh, and yeah, I, and that, that sentence is just phenomenal to me because mm-hmm. you're listening to a power wash mm-hmm. and it's fun. And, and I remember my, my brother, he'll be 20 this year, which is crazy. I saw him online a few nights and he was just playing the crap out of this. And I was like, dude, are you really? Cause he's more of a fallout, you know, Assassin's Creed, call of duty kind of guy right these are his that's his wheelhouse sure um and he's playing power wash simulator and i'm like what are you what are you doing and he's like dude this game's so fun like with friends bro yeah that's the thing i I don't know what it's like with friends i don't know if like i can blast you because that would be funny if like you were just clinging something i could come up behind you and (laughs) hit you that's what we would do in real life (laughs) exactly right (laughs) we'd be completely uh be complete tools about it but yeah, I mean, look, it's on um, Game Pass, which is the main reason I played it. Um, you know, I don't usually seek out to buy these things, but if they are like on the Epic Game Store for free, which is how I got PC uh, Simulator and or, you know, Farm Simulator even. Um, I usually will give them a little bit of time just to see, is this something that would interest me? Would it be fun? Uh, and for the most part, yeah, uh, it, it, there's just... Something oddly satisfying about simply pressure washing, and that's it. So, well, the the only simulator game other than Flight Simulator I thought about playing in recent. Uh, I mean, technically, I guess I did think about playing Power Wash, but uh, there's a VR game called Job Simulator that's apparently people oh, yeah. love it. That's a great. They one. love that. They love that simulator, and yeah. I'm like, it's that just w- the fact that it says Job Simulator. Well, that one goes down a weird rabbit hole too. And sometimes like these do that, like where you go in and it starts out simple and then it slowly, you start to realize things are not exactly what you thought they were. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast says we need to shut it down. That the best simulator ever is an old school game called leisure suit. Larry. Remember the the Uh, age checks on those? (laughs) Yes. Um, and then uh, Hag says, it, by the way, um, safe travels to you, Hag. I know you said you're waiting to, on an airport, in an airport to come home. You're in another country. Uh, but Hag says, as a bidet, a power washer for your, you know what? <laughs> Just asking for a friend. I think you can actually technically make it that because of the power settings. I, I don't think know. it has a power wash setting on there. <laughs> I, think it, I think you can turn it to the max. If you got the chilies uh, from Wendy's, you know, there's that setting for it. Dude. <laughs> If you eat, apparently, so 
at a real, real squirrel moment. Our local supermarket that I go to, it's we have a just a grocery store version of Walmart near me. And they this place sells just oatmeal cookies, not oatmeal raisins. They're just an oatmeal cookie. And it is they're delicious, but yeah. Turns out when I eat those, need <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Um I do want to do a quick show plug. Uh it's a movie actually that I watched. The Gray Man. Not not going on on a limb here. I got a chance to watch that at the request of a lot of people that were like, hey, have you seen it yet? Hmm. And I saw it. It was number one on Netflix, guys. If you haven't seen it and you want to watch a pretty cool, cool movie, if you want to see Chris Evans, Cap America, as being a really good bad guy, I give this this a a thumbs up for me as far as a watch. It's on Netflix. I mean, did you say really? Uh, no, I was saying uh, not just a bad guy, but really just a complete tool. Like he's <laughs> he's a major. There's bad guys, but then there's you know he's just a dick. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's the mustache, the tucked in shirt. It's all the things. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's good stuff. Another thing, uh, I wanted John to be here so he could I could like show him, but apparently now I own every uh, Assassin's Creed game except for Valhalla. Because Xbox had a sale and Mm -hmm. uh, it was ending and I kept procrastinating and I had this collection in my cart and then with like four hours to go. So I'm home by myself. The wife is at the beach, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The whole family's at the beach. I was, I was supposed to not go. They didn't go without me because they're mad at me or anything, but uh, funny. John's also at the beach. John's at the, wait, what the, (laughs) (laughs) but I see the sale happening and I think you've already missed it by the time you hear this recording. I think the sale's over. Mm -hmm. It was like their summer sale. I got a collection of games that were valued at over $200 for $49. So that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, I did, I did check the day after. Yeah. They went right back to the price that they're going to be for a while, but. So I'm excited. You're slowly uh, making your Xbox into a Steam account where you're just going to have this backlog that just sits there and looks at you. Yes. <laughs> well, it's so funny. These were the first games. Uh, shout out to to Game Pass. I, I don't mean to like they need any more plugging, but I realized this Xbox, every game that I had, it said Game Pass on it mm-hmm. until these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's funny how it turns into that. And it is what it is. But the thing I wanted to bring to the table has to do with my PlayStation. Um, so, guys, I don't know if you remember, I, I needed to get it replaced. It was a whole deal about the back, the rear USB. Well, I finally found a guy, and I took it to the guy. Uh, and I asked Chris, uh, when should I reach out to Guy to see where my PlayStation is? Because I dropped it off on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yeah, so today's Tuesday. You're going to, you know how we always say you'll hear this on Wednesday, whatever. Um, but yeah, do I, do I give him a full week? Should he have already reached out to me? When do I worry, basically? Well, I can't say anything because I actually have worked with the guy and I know his turnaround on things in real yeah. life. So. That's, that's another little caveat to the story. But he's a, he knew what he was doing. So I put an ad out on Facebook and I was like, uh, all right, look. If if I say I needed something repaired and I mentioned the word flux to you and I was talking about computers and not a Back to the Future movie, how many people do I know in this world that could help me with this situation? 
Yeah. Not not a lot stepped up to the plate. This guy did. And I got faith in him. And I know he'll get it back to me. But I think I'm lucky right now because there's not really... Is there anything really we need to play on our PlayStation really soon? Not till God of War. Really? That, until I mean, then, right? Yeah. Unless... I mean, unless you just want to play certain third-party games and all that kind of stuff on your PlayStation, uh, or you're playing on game like John did, and you're going to get the uh, the the second tier of the you know PlayStation Plus and have a bunch of more games through their service to go play. I uh, so yeah. Do you, do I give them a week? I guess that's my question. That's ultimately. I would contact play- him. I, I I would contact him tomorrow and be like, "Hey, what's up? What's the status on this?" Yeah, just, just don't be you about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. I hope it works out. I Me hope. Too. I hope the reason I, I haven't heard anything is because there's a major problem, <laughs> and he's like, "I gotta find another PlayStation because I messed up." He comes back with a PS4 Pro, and, and he's just put scratched out four and put five on there. <laughs> Dy says, "I got you, buddy. I helped my little bro change and resolder the capacitors on a portable." portable turbo gfx 16 nice that's that's legit yeah so the the thing on mine was the the rear usb uh they were apparently poorly made when i disconnected my vr adapter it was stuck to the adapter because it just crumbled Mm -hmm. i didn't know this as i tried to plug it back in so then there's like these metal teeth in there that i was bending back and forth Mm -hmm. just a complete nightmare like a savage was trying to plug that in but but I watch videos and he watched the video, so I'll I'll keep you guys updated on Sean's PS5. Let's see how this plays out. But yeah, that's that's really all I got this week. I did see Punkhead say that Gray Man was meh, which I mean everybody's entitled to their opinion, even when they're wrong. Uh, but he said to clarify the Russo brothers going from Avengers to Gray Man. Yeah, I thought the one thing I was uh, I referenced in the chat. I could tell that it was the Russo brothers when the credits popped up and all of a sudden here's a statue of, of Chris Evans character. And I was like, yes. this is straight up end game. And then, yes, yes, <laughs> that was definitely noticeable. I thought it and was, shout out to, uh, huh? I thought it was okay too. I, I mean, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I wouldn't pay to go see it in the theater. But no, that's why I'm happy. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was better. It was better than like, what's Thor's real name? He had a movie. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. See? See? (laughs) And I guess I should say it's the summertime, and that's kind of the theme of of my train of thought today. It's the summertime, and it was a good summer movie. I kicked back. I watched it. Um, It's just a fun watch. I wouldn't go into it thinking, you know, movie of the year or anything like that. Sure. Maybe Punk Kid has bigger standards than me. I don't know. Probably. (laughs) He watches a lot of movies. He's like me. Does he? Yeah. He's a big movie. So he likes musicals? (laughs) <laughs> I think he might. If Punkhead likes musicals, there's no wonder he's like saying hashtag Chris show or one I'd sub we, to it or whatever whatever he said. One day we all get to the point where we embrace musicals, Sean. We understand it's the perfect Listen. way to convey problems and so- solve them in a minute <laughs> or in an hour and 30 minutes. Listen, Disney movies are, they're perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, they are. wrong. It is what it is. You got anything else you want to bring to the intro, buddy? Yeah, I had the one other thing, the sad thing. Um, I did want yeah. to shout out as the resident NBA guy. Um, we lost a legend this week, unfortunately. And it's really weird for the NBA because outside of Kobe dying um, and Wilt 
Chamberlain, I really can't think of too many legends of the NBA. Like if you were to look at the top 10 players of all time who are not alive and it's like really weird compared to like baseball or football or wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, all the greats of baseball are for the most part that we think of Ted Williams and Mickey Mantle. They've, they've been gone. They've been gone a long time, but like, you know, Jerry West is still, the logo is still working in the NBA. Yeah, he's still he's right. Yeah. yeah. Pat Riley. Michael Jordan's still, still here. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and Bill Russell had been that phase for a long time. And I just always, there always been two players that above everyone else in the history of the NBA, and maybe just all of American team sports, save maybe Jackie Robinson and what he did for everything that I always admired. It was Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because the guys weren't just great players. They were also just great men, you know, who stood up for change, fought for human rights, fought for a lot of things and took a lot of heat, you know, Bill Russell being who he was in the city he played in. If anyone knows anything about Boston fans, they're not exactly the most forgiving when you have people who talk about social issues sometimes, unfortunately. Um, But he did it for, you know, better than anyone at the championship level. Uh, I don't, no, I mean, cream, I think what has, he has six NBA championships. He has three college championships and three high school championships. And I still think he has less rings overall than Bill Russell did in his whole entire career. Cause Bill, I think also won one in college and won two high school championships. And that's just yeah. crazy to sit there. And think hey, let's that. put it this way. He's got more rings than he's got fingers. Exactly. Like, I mean, real. I, I can't, I can't comprehend that. So I've never rip to rip. I don't think we'll ever see a player with that dominant or, you know, to be on teams that dominant for that long ever again in sports. It's just not going to happen in the modern era. If you win two you're, in a row, you're doing amazing yeah. things. You're not wrong. And you actually reminded me, I was going to bring that up too. So kudos to you for remembering, but I was going to do a whole like, circle of life type situation mm-hmm. uh a fake birthday a real birthday and then a passing kind of like mm-hmm. like you just did but you started with the passing so we had a fake birthday uh and i do know that some of you in our uh, discord mentioned this too but it was all over the internet uh happy birthday to george jetson who apparently was born on july 31st of 2022 and this of course was <laughs> so based him. on the show and and uh for the show aired in 62 it was set 100 years in the future that's 2062, and the show kind of alluded to he was 40, so people started doing the math. Um, Snopes looked into this claim. Snopes, you guys remember Snopes? Mm-hmm. And they said it was, in fact, a, quote, reasonable estimation mm. of his birth year. That's cool. So very nice. But uh, so we had a real birthday. Harry Potter? Harry- <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Harry. We had a real birthday. Uh one of our own. He's not here today, but mm. hopefully he listens to this. Or at least you guys, it's up to you if you want to tell him we wished him a happy birthday. You could obviously go to the route where you're like, they didn't even care you're gone, bro. They knew it was your birthday. But happy birthday to our very own John. Um, hope you had a good one. I actually was busy DJing and had to text him the day after his birthday. There you go. I snapped him back for a second. And He's back for like a minute. Yeah. yeah. And he, he got this really cool <laughs> Lego set. Hmm. He did send me a picture of that. Let me see what it was. Did you call him on his birthday? No, I just told you I didn't talk to him. See, I we was, we talked, and he said if you did not call him on his birthday, he was quitting the show. 
So he's now quit. Oh, Good job. no. Well, I, I actually had back-to-back DJ gigs, which I haven't had in a while. And I texted him, and I DJ brain. I'm tired. My days run together. But were he you, got the, uh, huh? were, were you DJing at 1 p.m. in the afternoon? <laughs> I think I was sleeping. <laughs> uh, but he got the cantina. That's what it was. Nice. This is a 3,187-piece set that John got for his birthday. That is going to take some time. Yeah, it is. So happy birthday to John. Hope you enjoy that. Hopefully we can inspire him to send pictures into our Discord area. Where what's it called? Do you have do you remember? Uh White it's Pigeon called like stuff? huh? White pigeon yeah. stuff? Uh maybe. It might be called something else though. Hmm. Junk and disorderly, I think. That's pretty good too. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, man. There you go, guys. That's called the intro. You can tell the show's a little different because Chris did a mini, mini review of a game already yeah um this is gonna be weird uh would you're not gonna like give give it a richard are you by the way the power wash game i guess if i i could i mean i've played a good you played a lot of it yeah yeah i've played like 12 hours i give it like a solid eight that's nice hey who doesn't like a solid eight right the the only problem (laughs) is like when you get down to the very end of a level and you're trying to find the little piece that you've missed you can kind of detect where it is, but it flashes orange and there are parts of the game where literally there are orange walls, thus making it damn near impossible to see exactly. Yeah. Like I'm stuck on one right now. I haven't been able to figure it out. And I'm like, at that point I, I was like, I got other things to do tonight and I do not feel like just rewalking this whole entire level to wait for this one chime. So, you know, hopefully it's not a glitch. That's I what I'm hoping. Glitch. That would suck. Yeah. ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for hanging out with us here in the intro shout out to our twitch chat you guys are off and popping already tonight that makes us have that makes us have a good show to be quite honest with you uh but yeah if we're gonna leave it here chris unless you got anything else to add i think that was a tap notch uh intro Ladies and gentlemen, we've made it to topic time. Welcome. It doesn't matter if you fast forwarded all the way to right here or if you listen to the entire intro of the podcast and you got to hear. Thank you. We are all here safe and sound. And now what I do every week, I'm going to do now. I'm going to shut up and let Chris properly introduce this week's topic. The topic is. Off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. That was that actually worked. That was great. Why am I excited right now? <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's topic, which happens to be news. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, if you listen to the intro, you kind of know what the deal was. If you didn't, you're like, Howard, what? Chris played Power Wash Simulator. He liked it. He gave it an eight. That's kind of like a mini, mini review of this week. But now we're going to just go right into news because why not? Right. Uh, And we'll start, you know, hot off the presses with uh, 
with Sony and some news from Sony on, on their on their supply outlook. Are we excited about that? I don't. I'm I'm kind of nervous talking about PS5s right now. No. But during its latest earnings call, Sony stated that it is increasing production of the PS5 with the hope of quote working to bring forward more supply into the year end holiday season. End quote. Sony explained that both software sales and engagement have dropped year on year, most likely due to customers returning to pre-COVID-19 activities. I don't believe that at all. And spending less time online. Again, I don't believe that at all. You can't find an effing PlayStation. Sony says it expects to meet its forecast of 18 million units sold during this financial year. To date, Sony has sold 21.7 million PS5s through its first seven quarters, compared to the 25.4 million PS4 consoles sold sold during the same time period. Uh, the engagement thing is more so like people online playing things, like doing things, buying things, playing online, you know, like playing yeah. Fortnite, and then therefore they were buying skins on Fortnite, so therefore Sony gets a cut of the Fortnite profit, all that kind of stuff. That's why they're saying things are down. But yes, the uh, shortage is definitely... Not down. And I think they said the chief reason was the Shanghai region is where I guess their chips come out of. And of course, you know, China's pretty hardcore about COVID lockdown. So Shanghai, I guess, has had a lot of COVID lockdowns that have therefore made it near impossible for them to get their chips out and therefore assemble PS5s. And that's what's led to their shortage compared to Microsoft, which I guess ships from a different area so they're kind of a little bit more up to date on things than where they are right now well i you know i hope there's more ps5s to be able to you know be bought by people who aren't trying to take advantage scalping and whatnot you know mm-hmm. um because it, it is a really good system it's gigantic so if you don't have a ps5 yet and you happen to get lucky and they do make some more and you can see them around the holiday season Mm-hmm. Make some room wherever you're going to put it because it is it is a big, big, big system. It really is. That's like what she said. That's that's what she. Yes, yeah, that's true. I don't. I mean, it does show though their problem. Like, you know, it, it is a problem for them because they're over here with this this huge shortage, and it there's really nothing they can do. Right. Like they can't just magically make it so that they all come there. They have to wait for processes to clear up for supply chains to all get better. And even then, you know, as I, especially as God of War approaches this fall, you know, the demands are even going to go higher because I think if you're, if you're a fan of the last game, you want to play that on a PS5, right? You know, you might have been able to take not playing Miles Morales on day one on on a PS5, but this I'd be willing to bet of all the games that have come out exclusive to PS5 so far, this is the one you were really waiting for. Um, yeah, and when I say exclusive, I mean more so Sony exclusive. Obviously, it's going to be on PS4 yeah. as well. But I think like if you've got your pick between playing this on your PS4 Pro or a PS5, you know what your preference is. Um, so hopefully they could get it because after that. I mean, until Spider-Man 2 comes out, I really can't think of a major upcoming like new title they have that we know about that is probably in development to be out in the next year or so. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of back halved it with the PS4. So it's like we're waiting on those things. Like, you know, I think we all know there's going to be a Ghost of Tsushima sequel. <laughs> Eventually, there will be a new original Naughty Dog game, you know, and yeah. those kinds of things. We just we have to wait until they're ready. Yeah, we do. Um, did you did your story? I was going to pivot, but I need to ask this last question. Mm-hmm. Did the story happen to say if they if they want to do analog? I mean, I'm sorry, digital or uh, disc versions of the Playstations? Did it mention that at all? If they were going to focus on one or the other? It didn't, but um, there was another one of these Sony stuff, like where when I was reading through the details, they referenced that of their software sales, 79% of them were through digital purchases. And that, I mean, I yeah. think that tells you something. Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when they have, see, it could be misleading because they could have deals. Yeah, but. Like I mean, the one I just got on Xbox. But I mean. And also, I, I can't remember, and I'm going to say this, and maybe you can attest to it or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, I can't remember a time before where it was so hard to find a version of a video game on a physical level at my local stores. And I'm, Recently talking about like the Skywalker saga, I can only find it on Switch. And I was like, what is what is that? Hmm. And there was a couple other games I just can't think of them right now where that was an issue for me. So of course you tend to just say, you know what, F it, I'm just gonna download it. Yeah. But I heard the person at GameStop point this out to somebody on the phone, and this makes a lot of sense. They're like, if you can get it physical, you always own that that game, that license to unlock to play the game. Sure. If you buy them digital for the convenience and something ever happens to your account, you're compromised. It's going to be really hard to go back and download those stuff you paid money for, which scared me to death with the way she said that. Well, I, I would point out, I think it's their job to put that fear in you. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's of it, course it's, you know, it's like the person at Best Buy selling you their, uh, <laughs> their, you know, right. Their, uh, what you call it? Um, warranty, you know, extended warranty. No, I, thing. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But it was a good yeah. point, mm-hmm. but I was, I just told you I was eavesdropping. I was actually looking at, they have a whole computer wall now, and I was seeing if there was any, anything new I needed to scoop up. Yeah. And I heard her on the phone with somebody. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's smart. If I were them, I would be saying the exact same things. Well, Acid, I'm in a weird space right now. And I'm going to read you something that Acid Sugar said in chat uh, in direct relation to me saying about the physical game or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't believe owning the physical always grants you access to the game. Um, as far as, as, as a valve and my steam account will know, I'm going to live to be 125 <laughs> years old, but yeah, they can't shut down your download. Yeah. Um, it's very what rare. It is rare. Uh, I just like, it, I thought about, I was like, man, what if somebody did get my account and my login and mess me up? That would suck. Um, but then, then like, so I immediately thought of recently I started playing Assassin's Creed again. Mm-hmm. And I found out the Xbox 360 disc can be put into my Xbox Series X, and it looks amazing. Sure. Um, now that won't always happen. There's a lot of backwards compatibility stuff. Blah blah blah. I get it, but it was just a weird time. It was just a weird question. I know it wasn't included, but it, that fun fact about the digital games is is pretty awesome. I you know I care about that a little bit, but not as much as what I care about. You're about to read about yeah, Sony, right? <laughs> this is a big one. Uh, Sony. 
has pushed a new firmware to its beta testers, and it will be likely rolled out to the general population later this month. With this firmware update, PS5 users will finally gain access to the long-requested 1440p resolution found on a number of computer monitors, including these two uh, co-hosts here. Um, in a blog post, Sony stated, quote, if the game you're playing supports 1440p rendering, you can experience native 1440p output on your display. Or if you're playing a game with a higher native resolution like 4K, then you may benefit from improved anti-aliasing through super sampling down to a 1440p output. The ability to compare 3D and stereo audio, uh, audio the ability to request party members share their screen and uh, a pop-up to quickly join party members' games is also included in the firmware. Uh, one thing, though, that will be going away, not on this one, but I believe by the end of the year, is the Accolade feature, which was one of the launch features of the PS5. Accolades encourage community engagement by encouraging players to send one of three accolades, which were helpful, welcoming, or good sport. Hey, good sport um, to fellow games, ba uh, gamers based on their performance in an online match. The feature will be removed by the end of the year, primarily due to a lack of usage uh, from users. Sean, we've been I'm excited. We've been playing 1440p on Xbox since day one, and the one thing we have continually said. Why the hell is there not 1440p uh, like, for our like PlayStation? Native. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it happened. It, this is such a weird time because things that I've wanted to happen, mm. one of my consoles to integrate or both, you know, I wanted Discord. Xbox is going to kind of do that. Sure. That's going to be cool. And then the other, the big thing was I like to sit right here in my gaming chair on this beautiful monitor that's 2K. I got 2K on purpose because I don't need a 4K. NBA 2K. And I, you know, it, it, I couldn't play my PlayStation still looked great on it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But just knowing that it wasn't rendering 1440 P. Yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, like some people are like, well, what's the big deal? You could put it in 4k, but it, it's kind of like what they said. Like you could get better performance if the game is not just squishing down a 4k resolution to fit your monitor. Right. Like it will still work, uh, you know, and that's fine. Like a lot of capture cards, actually, you have to still kind of do that. But to actually be able to say 1440p and therefore, if you have the ability, if you have a monitor, for instance, that has HDMI ports that are 2.1 and therefore, you know, you can easily run a game at 120 hertz on your 1440p monitor now. Those kinds of yeah. things are just really nice to have. And I yeah. think like anyone who does stream, I don't, I'm not picking up my PC to move it over to stream on my TV and then put the output to the PC and, and do Twitch streaming. I will never do it that way. I will always just pick up the box, whether it be a PlayStation, a pick up the box. Yeah, exactly. A, you know, PlayStation, a, a switch or an Xbox, and I will bring it over here and hook it up. You know, I have a little spot for them and it's quite easy for me to do. So you know, it, it's very nice to have this, uh, for all of us who are out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not, I'm excited. You're, you're not wrong. Now, granted, you know, we did joke. The PS five is almost like moving a computer. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but I bought, I ended up buying a really long HDMI cord, um, and hooking it to, what is that thing called that I stream with? 
Oh, what's that called? Capture card? Yeah, the capture card. Yeah, capture card. I bought, what I did was I bought another power cord since they use the same ones now, except for Nintendo. And I have one, I have two at my TV and I have one here at the computer and it's just makes my life easy whenever I want to. Dude, throwback to my PS5 repair story. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing. I gave him that cord. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you guys see it when I DJ. I got I got my stuff mounted to a wall and I got those those wire covers running up my wall. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to undo all that. So yeah, that's another reason I'm like, bro, can I get my stuff back? He's been uh, you know, <laughs> Asset, whatever about it. Asset says he's gonna run his PS5 in his fireplace to heat his house. <laughs> <laughs> another yeah, the, they they don't get as hot as you think. They get pretty warm though. Yeah, both of them. I mean, shoot, the Xbox is like a wind tunnel of heat if you put your hand on top of it. But that means it's doing its job. <laughs> uh, D White always makes me laugh. Yeah, he's you know he's usually not mum on a lot of things, is he? Old D White Dynamite. He'll he'll say what he wants to, and he's usually funny about it. This this is you, so you transition. I know, I know. But then you, I thought you were going to pivot and be like, but you know who is mom? Price rumors. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, some mumness about the Sony. Uh, during their earnings call, Sony refused to discuss potential price increases of the PS5 due to inflation and chip shortages. Yeah, because that would not be cool. CFO Hiroki Tataki, when asked, replied, quote, about a potential price increase for the PS5, at this point in time, there is nothing specific I can share with you about the prices. End quote. Sony has already raised prices of other products such as their headphones, speakers, and cameras in Japan. Japan. I just need them to give me a price on that old PSVR 2. You know what I'm saying, buddy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that might be um, the one that you'd be more fearful of right now, right? Because you don't know what the price is going to be. And they might have to adjust it just because of all this inflation and, and how much they're paying to assemble these things versus what they probably thought they were going to pay to assemble them you know, two years ago when they started really putting all the final pieces of these builds together. I don't think they would raise the price here in America, but I would not be shocked at all. You know, Sony isn't Microsoft and, and who knows, you know, Nintendo could face this problem at some point too, especially if they do eventually have their switch pro or switch Two, right. Um, but I could definitely see Sony looking at the worldwide markets and going, well, we don't want to mess with America because that's where the biggest war is for us. And we're trying to make sure we're always doing everything to get as many users, but I could definitely see them in Japan, in, in Europe, Australia going, yeah, we're going to, you know, make this console that was $500. We're going to make it $600 in your local. That would suck. And I'm thinking, and Asset said it well, consoles are usually always subsidized by software and accessory sales. Mm -hmm. So that's why when they set a price for a console, you do, you normally don't see it go up. Sure. Um, So I'm hoping they're looking at the data and they're saying people who have a PlayStation, they are spending money on it, buying extra controllers. Some of them even bought that bootleg camera in the beginning. Yeah. You know, um, I hope it stays the same for people who I'm, who don't have it. I'm sure they're trying to avoid it just because they don't want to give that advantage to Microsoft, that talking point, right? It's just not going to look good uh, no matter how you cut it. But 
you know, they are a company and he didn't deny it. You know, it would have been very easy to just say, nope, we will not be doing that. You know, he just said at this point in time, which is what we call that PR speak, right? Right. That's all a pivot. But that's not all the price increases we got this week, Chris. Speaking of price increases, (laughs) as of yesterday, Meta, that's that's Facebook, Sean. Um, It is. We got to call it Meta now. So weird. Right. Just so pretentious. So meta, bro. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Uh, Meta has increased the price of its popular MetaQuest 2 VR headset. Even that just sounds terrible compared to saying Oculus Quest, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, weird. It's weird. It really is. Uh, But it's increased the price of its popular MetaQuest 2 VR headset as both the 128 gig and 256 gig models have now received a price increase of $100 to $400 and $500 uh, respectively and will include a free copy of Beat Saber for a limited time. That game that's been out how long? Um, Dude, that game is still top of the charts, bro. It is. It is. It is it, awesome there's some, they always add music. It's crazy. Uh, one must wonder what this means for the pricing of its high-end headset currently called Project Cambria, which is scheduled to be released by the end of this year. Meta also mentioned that the price of accessories will also increase. Sean, do you think this could be a detriment? Uh, You know, because I definitely, while I don't think VR has become like the huge mainstay, like maybe some people were thinking back in 2014 it was going to become and everything, I think it's easy, fair to say that Meta Quest 2 or where Oculus Quest 2 has been easily the best selling, most, you know, adaptable of all. Yeah, it's, it was the yeah. reason the popularity mm. increased. It, 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 it did its mission of putting VR headsets into families. Mm. Uh, there's so many people that I, I, I'm, they want to friend me and I'm like, you have a VR? It's kind of weird. And that's something that, you know, Oculus and Meta did. They have a plan. I don't know why they raised their prices. I, I don't know if that's going to put a dent in it, you know, as far as it being the sales of VR. Um, and I also don't know if that means that, that like in direct comparison, like the PSVR is going to have to cost more money because that's going to be, they said it's going to have one wire that needs to already plug into the, uh, you know, the PS5. The, the meta he- VR headsets, they're always known for being standalone. So I, I don't know. I, I hope... I hope it doesn't hurt the VR landscape because I do think there was a boom. I think it's leveled off a little bit, but I think, you know, in recent years it did kind of gain some traction because of the meta quest and everything. So I don't, I don't want it to go anywhere and I don't think it is in any kind of danger if of doing so. With regards to project Cambria, which I haven't read much about, so I don't know if it's intended to be a completely wireless headset or, a hybrid or just a true wired headset again, kind of like how, you know, my original original Oculus is. Um, would you be okay with like the idea of like now if that, if you had like say a device that could detach and attach back in, but had much stronger specs than the meta quest two and it cost you closer to that of steam VR. So like say 900 to, a thousand dollars would you be interested in that all uh probably that's that's a lot of money um yeah i gotta be honest i like i like the between three and six hundred dollar price range for a headset Mm -hmm. 
especially if it's got a catalog. I did a quick search and I went to Tech Radar, which I've done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tech Radar, I respect as far as the article goes and everything they know. Um, they an internal roadmap that was leaked suggested that that Meta expects to be able to sell Project Cambria for around seven ninety nine. That's okay. a lot of money. So that was um, before. Right. I, before I, now they're raising the price on this. Yeah. It, I, it just like you have to, that's a big ask from people. It is. Like, uh, cause the two ninety nine entry level for the one twenty eight quest two, that's an easy entry level, mm-hmm. you know? And then as you start playing VR games, if you want to go buy the cable to hook up, which I did. And I mean, it's just nice. Uh, I don't know. I I worry about. I've always worried about Facebook having a tie to that VR because I thought they would mess it up, kind of like how Facebook can mess things up, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, it is what it is. But also at the same time, you had to, like I mentioned earlier, without that, without Facebook, without the investment, it would not be as popular as it is now, and it wouldn't be in so many people's hands. So it's kind of like a what do, what do I want to choose? Like what situation would I rather be in? I don't sure. know. Yeah. There's not a perfect answer to this, but I'll be like you said, though, you start going up in seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. And it might be one of those things where they're expecting this to be something that is in a high ab- adoption. Right. And then as that price comes down or they just get more. So the sweet spot for quest three, whenever that's coming, that maybe that's the one they're really going to try to push to be like, okay, this is something you don't need any cable anymore to handle it. And, you know, but at the same time, it won't be the most premium of premium. Right. And I got, everybody loves, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'll say this before we move on. Everybody loves the idea of a wireless headset. Yes. Right. I I agree with you, but they're heavy AF on yeah. your neck people forget that that's a yeah because me and jeff always talk about this like not even just like the in regards to vr but more so like metaverse things because he's very very gung-ho on the metaverse and like its possibilities and i'm like i don't think you'll ever get there personally like mass consumer until it's like literally the most things they have to do is put on like sunglasses or goggles of some sort that do not have weight do not have a you know cord and at most, like maybe you just have to have a little device that you could just put on your table and it sync to and find a way to do it. And I don't know how much technology that takes to do, but I just, I cannot imagine people wanting to wear a heavy wired headset for more than, you know, an hour. Right. Um, that, that's my thought on it, but I have no idea. I can you're not, I mean, you're not wrong. I DJ with heavy headphones on. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, pro quality headphones. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I can't wait to take them off. But I'm I'm so here's I'm so zoned into music. Sometimes I don't notice them, but sometimes I do. But I do notice when I get into long sessions mm-hmm. with my Meta. My, I even just said it. My my Quest Two, bro. It gets heavy. Um, let's move on. If you're ready, though, uh, go for it. You're talking about some earnings. We talked about some price cuts. Let's talk about some earnings. And and this is uh, let's see how this works out from Xbox. Microsoft reported software and hardware revenue declined, oh no, this past quarter with decreases of 7% and 11% respectively in their latest earnings call. 
Uh, similar to Sony, Microsoft primarily attributed the de- dec- I'm sorry, the declines due to quote lower engagement hours, likely due to customers returning to pre-pandemic activity patterns. All is not grim, though. While Microsoft does not support specific sales numbers, the company stated that the Xbox Series X and S family of systems have quote sold more consoles life to date than any previous generation of Xbox and have been the market leader in North America for three quarters in a row among next-gen consoles. That's the end of that quote. Microsoft expects the gaming segment to continue segment. Is it, how do I say that word? Did you, is that segment? Segment to continue to decline next quarter, but don't feel bad for the company. As a whole, Microsoft's revenue increased by 12% to $51.9 billion dollars nice i I just want to say if mike's here to to hit your record button because i'm going to say something tongue-in-cheek to microsoft that line of best-selling uh north america for three quarters in a row of next-gen consoles is a very good pr speak way of not admitting yes we have more consoles than Sony, and we have therefore sold said consoles. Nintendo is killing all of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is about the, their sales, that be, by them able to say the X slash S. Yeah, that too. The, the S has been readily available. Yeah. It really has. It, it seems like the X is getting to that point. Yeah, like, it's getting better. It's like X has kind of gotten to the point of how... Um, the GPU situation, especially like NVIDIA, like the the core, like if you want the founders editions of those 3080s, 3070s, and especially the TIs, like the, the thing seems to be now like where Microsoft, at least for the time being, obviously things could change in a heartbeat and it wouldn't really shock anyone. Um, but it's like that thing of like, you just go to someone like Best Buy and you say, hey, I want to buy a console. And then probably about 14 to 21 days later you'll have your console i would say that's pretty cool yeah I, look it's still it still absolutely blows my mind mm-hmm. that in the wild i have not seen a ps5 or an xbox series x yeah. on a store shelf yeah i've seen i have seen an x on the store shelf at best buy recently but it it was like one and then there was 10 s's next to it <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. cool that you saw that that's a weird thing for me to say out loud. Yeah. I mean, like you see uh, to credit to them, you know, to Nintendo again for making the right call, I guess, to not do the, the 4k thing that would probably gave them a ton of issues. I see OLEDs everywhere. And I don't know if that's just because people don't, you know, who have got a switch don't really want the OLED. They don't see the need for it, but it is nice for those who are coming in that they could look and decide to go for the OLED and they could walk into pretty much target GameStop, uh, Best Buy, whoever, and they could get their OLED switch that day. Yeah. Uh, you're not, you're not not wrong. And look, (laughs) even if you were wrong, I wouldn't want to contradict you and start a war. Okay. Cause it's just you and I today. Well, you know, Peter Moore, who was the uh, former head of Xbox, Sean. Yeah, is that uh, a name drop? Not really. Not really. He's pretty big. I mean, everyone yeah, remembers. He's just the, legit. Anyone knows anything? The famous roll up the sleeve for GTA Four logo. That's Peter Moore. Um, but yeah, good he, callback right there. 
probably the most famous thing he's known for, of course, is the launch of the Xbox 360. Um, Sean, I don't know if you've done your study in history, but most of us who look at the history of Xbox kind of say the 360 was like the one that was really successful. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he stated in an interview this week that he very much encouraged the console wars during his time with the company. However, probably not for the reasons you think, uh, he said, quote, we encourage the console wars, not to create division, but to challenge each other. And when I say each other, I mean, specifically Microsoft and Sony Microsoft hadn't, uh, of stuck the course of the, after the Xbox, after the red rings of death. Gaming would be a poorer place for it. You wouldn't have the competition you have today. Two big behemoths like Microsoft and Sony investing billions of dollars each. It's good for gaming. More point out that duality between the two created healthy competition, as John would say, capitalism intended, uh, with each company trying to one-up one another. More left Microsoft in 20, uh, 2007 and is now the CEO of Liverpool FC. And I think that's a soccer team that's in the MLS. Is that right, yeah, John? That's a, that's a pretty big soccer team. Right. Not in the MLS, though, buddy. <laughs> it's not Major not, League Soccer? No, nah, nah, they're not over here. They're, uh, not, they're in the Premier League of the English I, uh, soccer, buddy. I think DC United could take them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they could. If they were now DC United might play Liverpool on a friendly when they tour because they're very famous and they come tour. Maybe. Um, if David no. Beckham is still playing for the he's Los not, Angeles he's Galaxy, they could take him. He's dude, he's not. They have a movie about him. It's called <laughs> Bend It Like Beckham. Bend- <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that he was on paper. I like that he said that. I kind of was hoping he'd say it for the other reasons that you alluded to. Yeah, that he didn't say it, but I mean, he's not right. I love that he called it the Red Rings of Death. Yeah, because that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, I mean, it. He's right in the sense of like in, uh, you know, uh, the cool thing about Pierre Moore not being in gaming anymore is he can be very point. Like he just doesn't care. He says what he thinks or like what actually happened. Now he doesn't care about stepping on toes. Whereas even like when you take Phil, uh, I think. He, you know, he obviously has to be real careful as the head of, of Xbox gaming, but even more so like other people that have worked as the top dogs for PlayStation, you know, like Reggie and, and all these, but they're very closely tied still to the gaming industry. They're very careful of what they say um, to, to not maybe shed it on there. But I mean, anyone who's watched these two companies for the last 20 years, it's, it's very clear, you know, Microsoft went hardcore on Sony <laughs> at the beginning of the 360 era and it worked out very well for them. Likewise, Sony very much returned the favor at the start of the PS4 Xbox one era when they just completely decimated them at that E3 showing like how to share a game. And then the price is, you know, a hundred dollars less and all this other stuff like, you know, and, and it was good because yeah, they lose all their Microsoft lost all those, those users they had built up, the ones that they had stole from Sony, right? But then what happened? Well, you forced out Don Matrick, Phil comes in, and now he is putting tons of pressure on Sony. And it's making Sony have to think about how they do things and how they can be better and evolve things. So 
Pierre Moore is pretty right. It's been a very good symbiotic relationship between the two companies. And then Nintendo just does what they want to. And one time they don't sell anything. And the next time we just forget about it and they make 12 bajillion dollars off of animal crossing and we accept it. <laughs> yeah. Cause they happen to release the perfect game during a pandemic. Right. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, uh, I was just laughing in chat because, uh, Looks like Overblown True finally joined us. He uh he said, "Glad I didn't write my love email to John today." <laughs> Cuz he guess he came in and he saw the the Twitch uh screen and John's just not there. He's just been Thanos. It's fine. I wish I had a pile of dust that I could just put on the screen. <laughs> or like a, some leaves that are grounded. No, right. that's terrible. Boo. Ooh. The reason I said that's that's called a pivot. Ugh. Grounded leaves early access. What does that mean? Grounded obsidian survival multiplayer game where players try to survive the perils of their own backyard after being shrunk to the size of an ant will leave early access and launch on September 27th. This is pretty cool. The 1.0 release will feature the full story surprises and players will fully uncover why you're in the backyard and how you're going to get out of this mess you find yourself in. In preparation of its 1.0 release, the development team has released its final early access update called the Home Stretch. The update includes a pet gnat, uh, revisions to weapons and armor upgrade systems, and a new building called the Cookery, mm. which will now house the game's meal system. They also teased a secret feature will be coming soon. That's nice. Yeah, um, I played this a little bit like when it very first came out. And then it it was one of those games where I could tell it was more in the state of just like we're making sure the core gameplay and all that works and that, you know, yeah. making everything balanced. But I was like, I they said story was coming. So I just said, I'm going to put this down kind of like I did with Hades. Like Hades, I waited until it was finally at 1.0 to play. And that's kind of what I'm going to do here. I, I told myself I'm going to wait. And then when this is actually finished, it will come back and, you know, short of like someone saying this is the worst game ever made and 4.0 out of 10, I'll probably give it a shot, you know, because um, I love Obsidian. They they usually do fun stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to play it. You give us something to do because I'd rather play that on September 27th and play any game that's coming out on September 30th. That's based off a TV show. I definitely would. That's a pot shot, a very specific pot shot. Yeah. 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 I like what you, I like what you did there. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what he's Uh, talking about. People can go. I don't know. Do you have your Warhammer ready though? I'm going to delay that Warhammer. Unfortunately. Okay. That's probably a good idea. I mean, cause why go to war if you don't have to, right? It's made me sad. Uh, while one Game Pass game got a release date, uh, another unfortunately has been delayed, which is the running theme of 2022. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide, the upcoming spiritual successor to the popular Vermintide game, has been delayed on both the Series XS family and PC. Luckily for PC players, the delay will be short as the game will launch now on November 30th. Developer Fat Shark did not provide a release date for the Xbox version of the game, simply offering, quote, it will launch shortly after the PC. Quote, 
Delaying a game is perhaps one of the most difficult decisions a developer faces and one we are not excited about making. Still, we hope this speaks to our commitment to taking the time necessary and doing whatever it takes to get your best possible to get you the best possible game, the company said on a post to its Twitter page. I am not huge into Warhammer, but I played some of Vermtide, which was really cool. And like I know we did the one that we tried to try out. Sean, this is not that kind of game. This is like I know. This is like, you know, Gears of War horde mode, but with Did, wasn't this the game we saw on one of their the gaming expos where it was like, oh my God, what no, game is that? I think that's the Space Marine one that they're doing. Oh, um, you, might, you might be right. But yeah. still, this is the same universe and all that. And this is like, whereas Vermintide was more of like horror and things like that and melee combat, this is more Space Marines doing the exact, the exact type of mode, you know? And it's just really cool and really fun. Um, or it looks really cool and fun. And I think the for those who have actually gotten into the alphas and the betas the from what i've read it seems to be this is what they wanted this this fan base so hopefully it's just a very short delay and then we can um you know get to being a space marine and cutting up everything in front of us i'm excited i was excited to play and i know it's a whole different game but i was excited you had mentioned we tried to download a, a Warhammer game. It was on Game Pass or whatever yeah. it was, PC Game Pass, and it crashed my computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all different developers, um, so yep. you kind of just have to. Some of them are better than ours. So we'll just be honest. Unfortunately, so uh, just just to include him in the show, I figured John texted who it was. Chris and I. Uh. Uh, um. Who he said John, some guy named John. I don't. He doesn't exist. My phone is John. He sent a picture of his seats at. He's working, but he's at a baseball field. Uh, pretty cool seats, and I'm not sure who that is that's with him. Am I supposed to know who that is? It's probably someone. Maybe I don't know, but John is definitely he's working at a baseball stadium. It's fine. So uh, let's talk about Diablo a little bit, uh, Immortal specifically, and how it takes all the monies. Give that man his money. Diablo Immortal has been a heavy topic of conversation lately, mainly being criticized by players for how it uses microtransactions, prompting Blizzard boss Mikey Barra last month to respond to the criticism. While declining to make any changes to its monetization system, the reason for that might be that the mobile game has now generated $100 million across the App Store and Google Play since its release a mere eight weeks ago. While it's not the fastest to the number, see Pokemon Go, it is faster than other popular titles such as Nintendo's Fire Emblem Heroes, which took 10 weeks to reach $100 million. Yeah. That's a moneymaker, bro. It's funny. I also read in our story today that there is a popular YouTuber for the game that spent a ton of money, right? And he spent so much that he is so far leveled from everyone else. <laughs> he can't matchmake. Like he, he left up his matchmaking for 72 hours and never once paired with anyone because <laughs> no one is in his class that can do it. He wow. Can't, yeah, can you he, imagine? He's pretty much effectively locked out of the game on that character now. So 
that's but hey man, our, everyone wants to sit there and yell at Yabara, but you know uh Yabara, he's gonna sit there with his investors and count that money and he he really does not care like, how you feel about it they're like they're complaining but they're still spending money yeah and yeah. that's the thing you hear and you think you hear a lot of noise hmm. but in the backgrounds the money's still flowing they're not gonna stop it i mean i have I have no doubt there's a hardcore Diablo people that are pissed off, right? And and just hate this and everything about it. But then there's the other silent people that maybe, you know, they they don't care about gaming websites, they don't care about opinions. And we know the tendency. You put a carrot out there for people and big shiny things and tell them, Well, just buy this, you know, be that a little, little bit closer. The truth is that you might have eight people, six of them will say, no, I'm not going to spend that. You know, they'll, they'll back off. They might spend a little bit, but then they stop. But then you have the other two that will spend 10 times the amount that yeah, those so six to, to make up the six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just the easiest thing to do for companies. You're not wrong. Is our friend Jeff still playing Diablo a lot? Uh, he literally logged in while we were playing. And, and he's still not spending a dollar on it, right? He he's just not, playing it. Not. Yeah. He, he's got, I guess he's fine. And maybe it's because he's he's not like me and and people who have like you know John's wife, um, who came from a place of understanding. You get to the end game and you consider you, you if you're playing every hour, you should be finding yourself improving, right? And even when you get to the highest tiers, it should be like, hey, if I play for four hours, there'll be at least one or two things that drop that interest me in drop the time, exactly right? you know he's fine with just kind of being like well i'm at this level and this is where i am and maybe in three years i'll go to the next level because he <laughs> he's likes, like i'm having fun playing it exactly yeah, i mean it's diablo yeah right uh diablo i don't know if it's ever made it to a uh, game pass or playstation plus i can't remember but good news for you guys it's august mm-hmm. so that means we're gonna let you know about those two things and i think chris you're gonna read xboxes first right yeah, so this I didn't include Xbox's free givings because no one ever cares about those. You know, let's just be honest. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're here for Game Pass, okay? Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, so today, Sean, we can get Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's, That's a legit. classic. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah. Then on the fourth, we've got both Shenzhen IO, uh, or I guess on off the way that logo is and turbo golf racing which that just sounds like sounds amazing i think that's a <laughs> that's a day one release along with uh on august 9th this is one actually i'm anticipating two point campus which is the sequel to the two point hospital game that came out cooking simulators on august 11th along with expeditions of rome and then finally also on august 11th we have off world trading company and then they usually as we get to the 15th is when they announce what's coming on the back half. So, yeah, not bad. I, some kind of way I hit a button mm-hmm. and turbo golf racing was auto installing. And I was like, wait, wait, what, what? <laughs> I just let it go. Cause I was like, well, it's called turbo golf racing, right? This has to be fun, right? It could be and fun. Chris, you, you did let me know earlier. You're like, buddy, wildlands is out. We can play it. Well, cause I never played wildlands. I gotta be honest. Wildlands was a fun time. Yeah. You're not. I wonder what's leaving, because stuff always has to leave. I didn't pull. I mean, they no were it, but yeah, I didn't yeah. pull it. No worries. Uh, uh, Sean, what's uh, where are we getting with our PlayStation Plus subscription? So uh, your PlayStation Plus is going to get you three. Well, 
maybe four games, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on PS5 and PS4, you're going to get the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 cross-gen deluxe bundle. That was a mouthful. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what you got. Uh, you're also going to get Yakuza Like a Dragon. Wow. By the way, the entire, it seems like the entire Yakuza universe is on Game Pass. So there you go. And of course, you can get that Yakuza uh, on PS5 and PS4, but only on PS4. You can get Little Nightmares. A lot of people love that game. Yeah. That not was... bad. While not as, not as in-depth of the Xbox Game Pass games, those are still some pretty solid titles that Sony's giving you for free. For sure. I don't think they well, released if anything is coming to their their premium stuff yet, but I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah, it's going to have to. People pay all that money for it. All that money. People love new games. And uh, Sean, I think people... They also, also love multiverses, Chris. That's what I've heard. Speaking of multiverse, <laughs> Warner Brothers free-to-play multiverse is off to a strong beta start. In its first day of open beta, the game amassed 144,456 concurrent players on Steam alone, putting it ahead of Warframe, Rust, and even Destiny 2. It also now sits in second place on Xbox's top free games, trailing only Fall Guys, and PlayStation players seem to be giving it a try as well, as it's the second most downloaded game for the past week, being beaten only by Stray, which released as a free release on PlayStation Plus. Uh, I guess, Sean, that everyone wants to know who would win in a fight between LeBron James, Tom and Jerry, Arya Stark, and Batman. I would say it's probably Batman, but you probably know Batman. Yeah. And maybe they're playing horse. Probably would go LeBron James on that one. I'd go LeBron. Yeah. 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 If it's, you know, going against the night King. Well, <laughs> what are you? Yeah. And if it's you know? going for cheese, I don't, I don't know what Tom and Jerry are winning. <laughs> it, it's funny when I read Tom and Jerry, I thought you were going to mention our friend, Tommy, who told us about this game and how we should play it. Yeah. And you had seen a lot about this game. I haven't seen really anything about it. Yeah. I mean, there's but. there's a lot of cool, like, especially, I guess, if you enjoy things like Steven Universe or Adventure Time, um, things like that. You know, the one that feels the most out of place is LeBron James, but I'm guessing that's because he did that movie. <laughs> um, Maybe. Is this the one where uh, Shaggy's in it? Yeah. Shaggy's in there. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty are coming, I think, soon, they said. I haven't yeah, gotten Not the yet. It Wasn't Me Shaggy, like Shaggy from Scooby Doo Shaggy. I would love if you could get a skin of the uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me Shaggy. <laughs> Every time you hit him, it wasn't me. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I apparently need to check it out. I mean, to, to be a, a pretty, pretty popular game on Steam and uh, to be, you know, in second place on Xbox, that's legit. It shows you the power of, uh, you know, certain properties that warner has like everyone like uh, space jam 2 basically tried to kick this all off like just bringing in every property they could into that movie and they got a ton of flack for it and i'm right there with them because it was just like why is this needed for this (laughs) but this kind of proves why you do this because if you have all these properties it's it's money 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 you know for everyone that's involved you know, I uh, speaking of money, I recently saw uh, Guns N' Roses, Chris, were on tour. I saw a TikTok or something. They don't look quite the same like they did from the late 80s. I mean, they look a little different now. Uh, but it was cool to see uh, Slash 
do a really guitar medley breakdown into uh, Welcome to the Jungle. A lot of people recognize that tune from Guns N' Roses, but a lot of people also know uh, Paradise City. And while I did a really weird segue into this next thing, I'm not taking you to Paradise City. I'm going to take you down to the Vice City. What? Bloomberg reports that Rockstar's GTA 6 will return, in fact, to fan favorite Vice City. Of course, we know that's Miami. And will feature the series' first playable female protagonist. The Omen, who is Latina. (laughs) Might be a woman. Huh? Might meant to say woman. uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. I read how it's typed. So let's reread that. The Woman. We just mentioned the female protagonist, who is Latina, will be one of a pair of leading characters in a story influenced by bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde. The developers also seem to be taking care not to not punch down with jokes about marginalized groups. A significant change in tone from previous entries to the series. That's true. That's that's super true, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Development on the game has been slow, primarily due to the pandemic, but also due to changes by Rockstar to help employees avoid excessive overtime. Developers told Bloomberg the game is at least at least two years away from release, which is a long time. But yeah, we'll have a, you know, it is what it is. I'm going 2030. Like we're gonna get Star Citizen, Elder Scrolls Six. GTA 6 and uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. They're all coming in 2030 together. It's going to be the greatest fall of gaming we've ever had. But yeah, I mean, Sean, did you play Vice City back in the day? Yes. And uh, Fun fact, I think that was the game that uh, three ringed to death my Xbox. Oh, wow. The question... No. Was it four? Yeah, it was probably four. But it was four, yes. Yeah. So, But yes, I did play Vice City. The question is, what time period do you want their Miami to be based on? Current day, I mean, they say they're doing Bonnie and Clyde. I can't really imagine a gangster's era of Miami because I don't really know what that is. I don't think it's anything special. I could be wrong. You're um, right. The 80s vibe of Vice City was mm, dope. Loved it. Loved the bright neon, all that stuff. Sure. Um Part of me thinks it's going to have to be this. Uh, well, I don't know. They say Bonnie and Clyde, but then yeah. again, they're also saying the story is just influenced by it. Mm-hmm. So maybe they do a more current and, and the characters are learning about the things Bonnie and Clyde did. I don't know. It's it, um, They could do a 70s. They haven't done 70s before, and that would be pretty cool to like have that kind of atmosphere going on with it. But. I mean, because they've done 90s. That's basically San Andreas, right? And it really feels like modern age was GTA 5. Like that. And, and because it was LA, it was just the perfect place to mock yeah. everything for current stuff. <laughs> if you've ever been to Hollywood Studios and Disney World, mm-hmm. that vibe, whatever years those are supposed to be, maybe 60s and 70s. Sure. I could see them making a Miami's vibe to that. Of Vice City. That's a very specific thing you'd have to have been there before. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it has to be 60s or 70s, though. Yeah. Or, I mean, they could very well just go back to 80s again. Yeah. Yeah. It worked well. You could bring certain characters back. In the words of Jack, we got to go back. We got to go back. Sean, 
What's happening, buddy? I don't know how, but we finally made it to the end of this very long <laughs> list, which means I got to do a thing. Longest news ever. Right. Finally, this week. <laughs> Sad news, Sean. Yeah, I'm not laughing at the news. I'm laughing because it looked like you blew out like a O-ring. You know how smokers would do that to impress kids? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, Bloomberg reports development of the highly anticipated remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has been paused indefinitely over what appears to be disappointment over the current progress of the RPG. The Texas-based studio Aspire's latest demo of the game didn't land well when it was shown to both Lucasfilm and Sony. In response, Aspire told its employees that the project would be put on pause and the company would look for, quote, new contracts and development opportunities. In addition, the studio has fired Brad Prince and Jason Miner, the game's director and design director. The game has been in development for three years before first being announced in 2021. Aspire's parent company, the Embracer Group, announced back in May that Saber Interactive would assist on the project, with some employees now believing that the studio may take over the project completely. I hate to say that I am not surprised this happened, because I never understood. As soon as I saw the logo pop up, I was like, ooh, and then I saw Aspire, and I was like, How? <laughs> right, you right, know, and you're not wrong. Uh, I was excited to finally. I've never played this. Oh God, I love that game. Hey, right, so. right. It's one of your favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, look, I'm not saying that Aspire isn't a good company. You know, they've been around, um, for a very long time, right? But even the modern era of stuff, like a lot of times, they would do ports of things and they've worked on ports of star Wars games, which is why I think they were given this opportunity. They did the port for Knights of the old Republic and old Republic two for switch. Right. But there's a big difference between a company taking used assets, right. And doing certain conversions to make them work on a new console. than instead taking assets and then, breaking them down, completely rebuilding them in a new, um, you know, completely new engine, right. And making it work and making it feel like it actually matches what came from, but also feels like a significant upgrade. It's very hard to do. And Aspire just is not some company with, they're not Ubisoft Montreal. They're not a studio that has probably close to, 1500 to 2000 employees that can work on this game. There are a studio of, you know, like probably two to 500 employees at most. And they've really never done something, at least to my knowledge, I can't think of, I mean, just going through their list of things right now. I, I don't know something that they actually like truly made on their own. It's always been them porting things over for other studios. And they do that very, very well, especially on PC uh, and to switch. But, this is you should always look at studios who are attached to things and if you go that doesn't make sense then you probably shouldn't get too hyped up i think is the lesson here you know that's why i would tell people if you ever see something like this 
step back and go, Hmm, does that make sense? You know, like for instance, when there was that, uh, Shenmue three and right. we hadn't heard anything, all of a sudden has crowdfunding and you know, you're like, okay, it's not Sega who's really doing this. Um, yeah. just a small independent team. Sure enough, when it came out, it was pretty disappointing for everyone. So it's a, it's a lesson for everyone. Yeah. I just, I hope, I hope it gets back, you know, back right. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't fall into the Metroid Prime 4 world. <laughs> you know, Saber we'll Interactive yeah. is one of their bigger teams. So hopefully with them coming on, we'll see. We'll see. I hope so because I'm excited to play it. Like I said, I never played it. And this was my chance to do that. So sure. That's fair. That is fair. Sean. Sir. If I had a podcast with no topic and a co-host that got snapped, I'd probably say might be a good time for us to wrap this up. Uh, I will continually say never, sir. Maybe if that person was alive, you'd say just to be safe. that up electronic mail from the future all the way from the year 3000 <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen uh this is the part of the show that you carry so i hope you're ready it does look like you answered the call which makes us very happy uh, at least you sent some emails and i know we got some stuff in our discord as well um I got to be honest, I did do some pre-reading and I'm a little freaked out, Chris, because first of all, let me remind everybody where you can send an email if you choose to do so. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com, of course. Just send it in there. Uh, We have some great emailers, so think about about that or or not. Just send whatever you want to send. But if you remember last week, and I I guess I'll read Oscars first. Uh, Let me read the email first, and then I'll bring up what happened. Okay? Okay. So this email is from uh, Oscar. Uh, I think it's from Oscar. I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping my twin emails again this week. That's a, that's, he's excited. What's the best weapon you've ever used in a game? Mm. P.S. We are not the same person. LOL. Oh, okay. So, so let me explain why that's so multi-layered. First of all, Oscar's implying that the other Oscar that has the same name as this Oscar with a one letter difference is not the same person. I say that because later in this version of emails, Chris, Mm -hmm. it appears to have happened again. Is it? (laughs) The last two emails. I'm hoping that that's just a mistype. That's funny. That is funny. And I'm freaking out all of a sudden, but Let's answer this question. The best weapon we've ever used in a game. Uh, That's a good good question. I got to go with the gravity gun from Half-Life. That's a good one. Yeah. The gravity gun from Half-Life. For me, my immediate thought, is this considered a weapon? The star for Mario Brothers games. Hmm. 
you can't you can't be beaten. You destroy everything, but you can't have it for too long. Um, what? Uh, let's see. I typed the wrong thing in. Jesus Lord. Um, what's his name? Uh, I'm just gonna go with that. The star from Mario. <laughs> Best weapon ever. That's funny. True though. You're a god. It's totally OP, dude. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Let's go to the next one, which is titled Thanos protest email. By the way, John's back or what's left of John. What do you mean? Yeah, check out the stream. Oh. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, this comes in from Eric and he says, what up guys? What up, Eric? Sean, say what up? What up, Eric? I love the show and listening, uh, and listening weekly. So I thought I would do my part to avoid Chris's Thanos threats. I was wondering if any of you played Kena bridge of spirits. Yes. If so, what are your thoughts? Also, I've heard a lot of Sean playing Resident Evil in VR, and I would love to know where I can oh go to view this glorious goodness. Appreciate you guys, and keep up the excellent work. I think we both played some of uh, Kena Bridge. Yeah, I, I, actually, that's one of my catalog games I want to go back to. It's it's a it's not the best game, right? Yeah. But it's it's so beautiful and so. I did stream that game on my PS5. I had a couple of folks check it out, and it's a, just a really pretty game. Oh my God! I'm about to stop. <laughs> that that we actually heard Sean. that that came through. Yeah, yeah. Why did they all of a sudden care about this? Uh, whatever, it's whatever. But as far as the VR, I can't play it again until I get my PS5, and then apparently I need to play it again because yeah. people like me being scared in VR. <laughs> yeah, I played about five hours of Kena Bridge of Spirits. Um, it is a very pretty game, especially I had the PC version, so I could say on 3080 that thing really really uh if you're just wanting to see a beautiful looking you know in terms of art design game that's very pleasing to the eye definitely and i would say if you're really hardcore into old school zelda games 3d zelda games there's going to be a lot there for you um i it didn't really grab me a ton in terms of its narrative but i'm kind of like sean it's sitting in my backlog and if i got the itch for zelda that's probably what I would go play. Uh, cause I definitely want to see where it is, but you know, it for a small studio and that, I think that was like their first game they ever made. Not bad at all. Not yeah, bad at all. I mean, man, that looks really pretty. So. I did want to give an official answer to the previous email. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go blades of chaos. Oh, okay. That's my official answer for best weapon ever. Cause those are amazing. That's you're not wrong. Those, those are so amazing. Uh, now we're going to move to an insulted Brit. Oh, oh no. I read this earlier. So this is great. Oh no. <laughs> uh, this is from Adam who says, gentlemen, I am writing to you to complain about your conduct in your last podcast podcast, which was frankly misguided at best. <laughs> when stating that a British version of stranger things would be a bit odd, isn't it? I found John's tone to be condescending and this joke in air quotes was just plain wrong as a Brit who loves you gentlemen's podcast, stranger things and a bit of body pub humor. I demand 
an apology and for you to correct your ridiculous statement to a, quote, British version of Stranger Things would be called, it's bloody odd, isn't it? <laughs> I thank you, Colonials, for correcting your mistakes and bid you good day. He called us Colonials. Right. Yeah, we are Colonials, and we forgot to put bloody. Right. We forgot to put the word bloody. It's we bloody odd, up. isn't it? Right. <laughs> well, to make it up to you, Adam, I snapped John out of existence. Yeah, John's done because of that. We we went back and read read the tape. What? Listen to the tape, and John he messed up. He's causing controversy again. So he's gone. It's, you you win. You better hope that Andrew can find six Infinity Stones before next week, or else. Hey, speaking speaking of the Brits, congratulations to the women's. Uh, I think they're called the Lionesses. They won the uh, the 2022 Women's Euro. Big big deal over there. Country went nuts, and the and the final was in Wembley Stadium. Mm. So it made it all like super legit. And I'm sure the whole, the whole country is just lit right now. So good stuff. I love that email, Adam. I love that email. Thank you for doing that. Uh, (laughs) Next up, we've got Tom from the future. The future. He says, you got to read the, you got to read the subject line, Chris. Sunday 31st, July, 2022 is the title of this email. Oh, well, uh, never mind. Yeah, and it's good evening, gents. I hope this email finds you alive and well. In a recent episode, you were talking about your favorite games, uh, experiences, and a game you'd make if money was no option. I can kind of answer that question and possibly provide a topic idea at the same time with one game. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines from 2004 was the first game I really got sucked into. Pun intended. Because, <laughs> you know, vampires, they, they suck. Um, yeah, you're blood. <laughs> I would have finished it at least once with each of the seven clans and replayed my favorite clans a few more times. Uh, sure, it was buggy and as hell, and the end game wasn't great, but the story and lore are, are second to none. I know the game is easily accessible and cheap on Steam with recent pets. Ah. With recent patches, if any of you were interested in playing it, and as it seems like Vampire at the Masquerade 2 isn't coming out anytime soon, that is a game I would make if money was no option. Loving your guys' work, and I swear the podcast gets better every week, (laughs) especially because we snapped John. Uh, Yeah, we got rid of our lightweight. Yeah. Chat soon. Tom from the future. The future! Sent this from the future on his iPhone. Um, Nice. I could tell you Did, that I have not played Vampire at the Masquerade, but I know there are a number of people that I very yeah. much respect. Of Did John play it? I don't think John's ever played the original. Well, John's, he, yeah. Why don't we even bring him up anymore, really? Right. Who cares about him anymore? <laughs> um, but um, this is like a cult classic. And like they had the one that came out here that was kind of inspired. And, you know, I was saying like Aspire you know, before yeah. this, there was one that was working on a vampire, the masquerades and didn't end up being that good. And it was another oh, no. thing like where it was a small <laughs> company and you're just like, yeah, this is, you know, the fact that this company was working on that you'd never heard of and hadn't done anything big was being given this project. You should maybe temper your expectations of what it was going to end up being, uh, instead yeah. of, you know, getting your hopes up, wait and see. So, but yeah, I, I know there are a lot of people that wish that, that game got a proper, you know, either remake or just new entry into the series. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the email. I appreciate the love saying that we get better every week. 
Mm. Um, that's because we're just getting old AF and we don't care anymore. We do care. I'm kidding. But thank you. You are from the future, so you already knew I was going to say everything I just said. You're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? I did want to point out that in chat, uh, you talked about things that sucked. Acid Sugar said, Kirby is a great game to get sucked into. Hey, I see what he did. I see what, I see what he did there. And I told my daughter, uh, she was going to the beach, and I said, hey, you should take your Switch, and, and I'll give you Kirby game. And I was like, because Kirby, uh, like, he's awesome. And in the new game, he could suck up cars, and he's got his little eyes on top of the car, and you're driving around. And she was like, really? The reason she told me about, or I, that even got brought up, is because our dogs, once again, ate my Meta Knight Kirby Amiibo. Mm. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. So thoughts and prayers. He has no sword anymore. The Meta Knight is worthless. Uh not like this next email where I'm gonna read the title because this is important. So the title is Hey, remember that last time I sent a message with a really long subject line? Well, I'm doing it again because I feel like I need to have a bit if I'm going to message you guys. The actual subject of this email is films. And this is from Tony, guys. So he says, hey, guys. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. I can't read this next line. Mother. I just need to write in to defend Chris. Oh, oh, Jesus, Lord. He's right. You go see films in theaters. Movies, Tony. Movies. Think of all the times you've heard the term feature film. It's a way to distinguish a specific type of movie. It's just an easy way to point out a difference in the type of video movie you are watching. In the modern era, we have many types of videos. We use YouTube for videos, our phones for videos, TikTok for videos. But then with movies, we have documentaries. Documentaries. <laughs> documentaries. <laughs> Stand-up comedy specials, etc. Would you call any of those a film? I would not Probably call documentaries. Not. <laughs> documentaries rule. But if you tell someone if you saw a film, they know instantly that you saw a movie that had focus on story and perhaps being artistic versus just being a video that is recorded for entertainment. I got you, Chris. Love, love, Tony. I'm so glad you had to read that. And I'm so glad you emailed in, Tony. They just, you know, with these guys, if you say anything that isn't the most basic term, like, they, no. they they will jump on you of being pretentious. Because in your circle of friends, Chris, you don't just go, hey, man, I'm going to check that film out. Mm -hmm. That's not what you know. You do. The universal group of boys don't do that. They go, hey, man, you're going to catch a movie. You know, that's Gray, how we talk. Gray Man is a movie on Netflix. <laughs> nope. Was a film I saw in the theater, sir. At oh my, my local, God. at my local multiplex. <laughs> right. Like Tito monkey in chat just said, Hey, you want to go take a flick? You want to go watch a flick? You, you know, it's not, it's fine. You, you made it very like button with a tie on real fancy when you say, and I worked at the movie theater for many years. I literally built the films that came in and then to place them together with splicing and whatnot. I respect the art. Apparently not. Cause you don't call them films. <laughs> But I'm just saying, man, in our in our day to day, we just call them movies, man. Confirmed, by the way. Yes, Draven. Good point. Good point. This email, this Tony email is clearly Chris. Let's be honest. Confirmed. I wish I, I, wish I was that clever of my subject lines where I could say that. <laughs> Exposed. You're Tony. <laughs> uh, well, next up, we got a 
you know, probably our most dedicated emailer at this point, I think. Uh, yeah, I, for sure. And he wrote in this week to say, hello, all. In response to Sean's question uh-huh. on what is my summer game, I'm currently playing Stay Inside and Don't Melt the game. Seriously. Uh, it's like 200 degrees outside. Haven't had a drop of rain over two mo- in two months. And I'm seriously considering doing a rain dance and trying to appease the rain gods. All in doing all, but all in all, I'm doing all right. And I hope you gents are staying hydrated. And no, John, I don't mean beer. I think he means me for that. Well, John is known for drinking or was known for drinking a beverage. That's true. He had to quit because of lipids. <laughs> but he just got done with Far Cry 5, and I'm replaying nice. one of my favorite uh one of my favorite series now. Uh I will not even mention the names as they got a laugh out of John last time and probably thought it was a fake. Seriously, if you want Something that is an RPG adventure full of comedic gold. Look no further than these titles. The picks included only fans coming soon. Ooh. Ooh. Patiently waiting to for destroy all humans too in Saints Row. Yours truly. One, you better not Thanos anything, Rodriguez. <laughs> Shout out to the best podcast in all the realms, you puny mortals. And uh Sean, he sent pictures of a game called Death Spank. Yeah, that's the one John lost his entire, you know what, to. And the sequel, Death Spank Thongs of Virtue. Yes. Not to mentioning another one called The Baconing. They, the, the, look, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover or really a game by its cover, to be quite honest. But these make me want to play it. I'm not going to lie. They look these cool. Look like, they look super fun. Yeah, they look <laughs> old. They definitely don't look like they're like, you know the last couple of years, but school, it still looks cool. I mean, especially just the art. Oh, this was also sent from his spaceship. Apparently, apparently, apparently Juwan is really Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We got another email. We're not done yet. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, this email though, uh, is titled weekly taint chat. Hmm. Yeah, I remember we did that. Remember we talked about Phil's taint? I do. Let's not bring that back up, please. All right. Hello, gentlemen. And this is from Matt. So hello, Matt. Hey, Matt. Uh, Matt says, hope you're doing well. We are. We appreciate you. Thanks for another great episode. You're welcome. I'm not a cat person and don't give a single F about Stray, but I enjoyed hearing John talk about it. You could hear him smiling as he talked, and it just made me feel happy to hear him be so joyful. Your heated discussion about taints also had me busting out laughing. It was one of my highlights and favorite parts of the show as well, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, congratulations to the listener who had a new baby. Yeah. That's what's up. New pops. That's right. Mm -hmm. It is completely life-changing, and I wish him and his family all the best. That's legit, Matt. Sean, that's that's me. (laughs) Seemed to take offense to my suggestion last week that John was the Michael Jordan of the show. I did. I did. Chris did, too. (laughs) because <laughs> john john is like the uh i don't know i'll come up with something in a minute i apologize for not being clearer i simply meant that he is absolutely in the top three host of all time <laughs> like just like mj is no doubt in the top three players of all time john can also take over a game like he did last week and dominate but sadly like jordan john can occasionally wander off and do other things baseball related 
As he's doing right now. <laughs> Spot on. Thanks again for all the laughs and entertainment. I hope you, Richards, have a fantastic week. And that's from Matt. Thanks, so, Matt. Hearing stuff, hearing stuff like you send makes us have a fantastic week. Thank you. What are you going to so, say, Chris? That means we got to figure out which one was his Kareem and the R's LBJ. And I, I think I, I think he's just saying that how Michael. Jordan, no, the no. Thing with Jordan, though, we're definitely the thing in the with top Jordan three. is he he never took a night off. He did leave to go play baseball, but he doesn't take John. Like you're right, John will be like, yeah, let's check. I'm going to a baseball game this week. I have work to do. <laughs> Dude, when, we need to have some work to do. Wait, am I MJ then? Because I took off those. <laughs> you technically went off for a little bit. Uh, do I yeah. tell them that I had a minor league baseball career for <laughs> less than 40 days? Uh, in, in side chat right now, by the way, I don't know where this came from, but uh, we're talking about getting a mascot. And yeah. Punkhead wants to know if we get a mascot, can we name it uh, Taint? Taint? And then it started off to DJ McPhil's Taint. I'm sorry, DJ Phil's Taint, and then Taint McTaint, and then... <laughs> I don't know if I can. Can I read that one? Yeah. Gucci McGrundle Taint. Phil McTaint Nuggets. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm okay. Good. I'm LeBron. I'll, I'll take LeBron. Yeah. Well, because you defend them so adamantly, you have to be able I've actually this past week. I can I give you an update on this. Yeah. I've had to reconsider. Like the more I look at facts, I, I might be ready to say that still at this point, cream is the greatest player of all time. And I mean that from like, if you take someone yeah. from high school through their career, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm really having to struggle with that, but I mean, it is captain the, captain Skyhook has got it going on. <laughs> it's it, his size and ability to do that move. I don't know why they didn't win every game all the time, but he did like, he went, I mean, they won a lot. I mean, like never lost and won everything all the time. Like, I just want to point this out. Like he went, he won, I think it was like 80 and two in high school, won three straight national championships. He went 79 and two in college, won three straight national championships, three player of the years. And then precisely within two years of getting in the NBA, went and won an NBA finals with the Milwaukee bucks who have not won one till Giannis showed up a couple of years ago or Giannis. So, you know, I'm just saying captain Skyhook is, uh, he is the man. And put some respect on John is more like John Starks. Not even John Stockton. He's John. No, he's John just, Starks. He's just pissed off at Reggie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he is. That's the throwback for you. Old school NBA guys. And Jade Raymond is, is Reggie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we got two emails left and Chris, this is where the controversy comes in. I uh, know this is-, is, this is not who you think it is. This first one. Because I think I know who the other one is. Right. So this yeah. is crazy times in WGC email history. But man, I this is whew. this. He said, now he if titled, you want to read the other one and you'd prefer me to read this one, that's on you. I, I got the, it. You got it? Okay. We They're go. both pretty long, so it don't matter. Okay. Well, this is from Kevin, who simply tiled this long overdue hello to you all. And when I say long overdue, I think he meant along you know he's been holding some thoughts and he's gonna let us know what they are so let's hear what kevin has to say he says happy tuesday to you fine gentlemen 
happy happy tuesday to you kevin i hope this message finds you all in good health and spirits well john is dust but you know i've been That's a listener fine. of your podcast since march of 2020 right about Woo-hoo! the time the world fell apart wow fortunately your podcast helped me get through the days stuck at home when there weren't any new episodes of tiger king to watch <laughs> Side note, as popular as the show was, I doubt they make a video game about it. But then again, our world continues to surprise me. I hope this message arrives in time for this week's show. But if not, I look forward to hearing from you all at some point. My question for you uh, all today requires a bit of background on myself and how I became a fan of your show. So if you graciously permit, permit us or permit me, let us wind the clock back a little to when I first listened to your show. It wasn't a desire for information on newly released games or an interest in video game consoles that led me to your, to you at all. It was pure frustration mixed in with a little bit of anger and a lot of profanity directed at my television. I had become a PlayStation four owner back in 2014 and by 2016, I had purchased a little game called bloodborne. Ooh, that will definitely <laughs> do it. I had watched the game trailer and naively thought, Hey, this looks like a fun game to play. Might be worth taking a stab at. How silly <laughs> I was to think this game would be easy. I had never played a From Software game before in my life, and boy, did I pick a hard one to start with. You're not lying. The mechanics and structure of the game were completely new to me, so I had a hard time learning the new system, but eventually I started to make some progress. Sadly, that progress was short lived when I reached a boss named the Blood Starved Beast. I know who you talking about oof i spent maybe three months trying to defeat this boss the tears i shed in that boss fight were enough to make uh to fill a never-ending pit of despair that had formed in my heart it didn't help my self-esteem to know that this was still an early part of the game i love the setting the weapons the dialogue of the game but i was no match for this boss so i gave up sad three and a half years passed <laughs> The world had forgotten about it. Darkness crept back into the forest. A whisper of rise from the east. The Dark Lord's time. Oh, wait, that's Lord of the Rings. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Three and a half years had passed and the world was dealt with a massive blow with the COVID-19 pandemic. Stuck at home, I decided to add to my misery and load up the game once more. Something was different this time. I started to realize that I could grind and level up my character in the game. The realization opened up a whole new world oh, for me. See what you did there. Right. I quickly started replaying areas to earn, uh, to reach higher levels. It was repetitive and dull, but I couldn't progress any further. When I finally stopped avoiding my fear, I set off once more to face the boss I had hated so much. That first attempt after almost four years proved to be successful. And I killed the beast. I gently placed my controller on the table and I wept like a baby being held by his mother. I had done it. I didn't care that I'd won it this way through overleveling my character. I was just happy to vanquish my foe. Over the course of the next few weeks, I finally beat the game with the help of some tutorials on YouTube. No need to shame. It's just the game. I totally agree with you, buddy. Uh, I quickly downloaded all the Dark Souls games and beat those in the months after that. I found them to be easier than Bloodborne, but Karma finally caught up with me when I finally, when I ne- naively purchased Sekiro and thought, "quote Looks like a fun game to play. Might be worth taking a stab at." 
Karma not only came back with a vengeance, but it made me feel like the child in the corner of the classroom wearing the dunce cap. I slowly, and I truly mean slowly, made progress in this game until <laughs> I met a boss called uh, Jinchiro Ashina at the top of the palace tower. I know exactly what he's talking about, Sean. My hands trembled. It was blood-starved beast all over again, except this time. I would die even quicker and was penalized for dying. Curse you, Dragon Rot. It was hopeless. Yeah, Dragon Rot sucks. So it doesn't sound good. It's not good. <laughs> so I gave up again. Sad. Another year would pass before I picked up the game again. It was November of 2021, and I started to browse podcast for info on Sekiro. That's why I found your show. I listened to the episode and decided to try the game again after listening to your review. On Thanksgiving morning, I quietly left my bed at 5 in the morning and headed to my PS4. Man, that's an early start, right? Uh, I turned the volume down so I wouldn't even wake my wife. Your wife? Uh, I loaded up a Sekiro. It played for 30 minutes more on this boss. Unlike Bloodborne, I couldn't level up my character any further. I was forced to get better at the game. And I did when I finally delivered the last death blow to the boss. I screamed in joy, much to the annoyance of my beautiful wife, Your uh, wife. <laughs> who was sleeping next door. The victory, the victory permitted me to access to new areas in the game. You're not wrong. And I fell in love with the game again. From Software holds a special place in my heart for all the pain and joy they have brought me in life. However, these games have me appreciate the challenge we often face in video games. My apologies for writing such a lengthy email, but my questions for you all is this what is the most challenging section slash level slash boss in the game you've ever played or what is the longest amount of time you've been stuck on a particular section level slash boss on a separate note love your podcast all three of you provide stellar commentary on games and make this podcast so inviting and special to our community Sending you all happy wishes, and hopefully we can all game online sometime. Hey, maybe, probably not John because he hates people. Yeah, John, John's dead. And, yeah, yeah, Dino's he's also dumb. yeah. I don't know. I was gonna pick up a controller. We'll see. Take care. Best regards, Kevin, aka Proton UW on the Discord. So if you guys see him on there, you know that's Kevin now. P.S. It's August twenty twenty two, and I'm still stuck on the Al boss fight in Sekiro. I feel you on that one because that's exactly where I left that game. Uh, <laughs> anyone, uh, how long have you been stuck on Sekiro, Kevin? Me. It's been a while. He linked the YouTube video, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a, Kevin, that's a great email. I love I love the story narrative you set up. He's um, very, he wrote that very well. Yeah, that was very, very well. Mm-hmm. Well done. Uh, Chris, I know you read for a minute. I'll let you get your thoughts together. Yeah, go for Most it. Most challenging boss in the game I played, I thought, yeah, I could say Sekiro. I could talk about, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I, I'm not going to do all that. I'm going to talk about something that I did actually beat that was very hard, and that was Halo Infinite, and it was the uh, Isherum fight. Mm. That's the last fight that, remember, Chris, when you put your hands up? Mm. It's, not, it's not like unattainable, but it's very hard. It can be very frustrating. Um, I didn't want to think of a from software game because to me, everything in those games are so hard to me. Um, and I'll answer the second question too. I'm still on a section of uh, Sniper Elite VR. 
that I cannot get past. And it's been pretty much since that game's release mm. that I can't get past this particular level. I could cheese it and hook up my PSVR and play it with a controller. I would probably get past it way faster, but I'm, I'm determined to not. Um, so there you go. Chris, do you want to answer those questions? Um, yeah, I won't cheat and go with what he's at with the owl. Cause that's definitely one of the hardest ever. Um, but I'll pick one that I actually beat. And that would be here recently from Elden ring when I, um, it's a toss up probably for me between, um, what's his name? General. Oh, it's the dude. It looks like he's freaking Ganon. Um, that was, that one took me a good many Radon. Yeah. Radon. Yeah. That took me a very, very, very long time. Or later on the game, there's, um, the God twin duo. That is a pain, uh, that really took me with my build. It, It was like, the perfect combination of exposing my weaknesses (laughs) and it really required me to run around a lot and just wait for opportunities to kind of like nip them down and, and be perfect at rolling around. But as far as the longest amount of time I've ever been stuck on a particular section level boss, um, I would say it's probably a toss up and it's not boss, but level wise, I mean, there are puzzles in the witness that took me a good, God, I want to think how many hours before I finally saw what they were hinting towards. Because when I played that game, I, I specifically told myself, you know, and I'm this way with puzzle games, right? If it's a puzzle game, I'm not going to look it up. You know, other Be things, I will. To, yeah, like other things, you know, like, you know, Mike's buddy of the show is playing Valhalla right now. And there got to a point in that game where I was like, I need to know where this gear is at because I do not want to go to every little stupid thing looking for one thing. I just want to know where I need to go explore, get the thing and continue on my way. Um, you know, but like with something like the witness, um, I spent a really long time on some of those puzzles that I don't want to think about just staring at trees and looking at shades and trying to see what the pattern was that was hidden deeper in the world. Also, um, the same thing, um, not FTL, but, uh, into the breach. There are some levels where I was trying to do it perfect. Cause it, it, it's one of those games where if you lose a character, they're dead permadeath, right? And I probably restarted one fight maybe, I don't know, 200 times before I finally figured out the combination where I achieved my objectives, no humans died, and I got my my two uh, mechs out of there without losing people that I'd invested 20 hours in <laughs> too. So, you know, they were definitely hard. That's what she said. Um, but Kevin, it might have been long overdue, man, but that was a fine email once again. Thank you so much. Um, and our final email from from the actual emails this week is from another Kevin. Um, howdy, howdy. You know him as pun- you know him as Punkhead. Okay. Yeah. Um, howdy, Sean and Chris. Howdy, howdy. Hello. No shout outs to John because he's too good to make an appearance this week. Appearance, appearance. You're not wrong. I mean, he's uh, here. And so I invited the listeners on Discord uh, to to either email us or Discord email us. You know, games they're playing this summer. Uh, so this is what this email is about. Games I've been playing this summer, Kevin says. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Hey. It's a great co-op game. Weapon Drops kind of stink early game. I'm sure they That's get better, fair. but for now, itemization kind of stinks. I like that it rewinds exploration with the dice. 
beacons Lords. and obelisks, but all that other than that, it's pretty straightforward. Hmm. Uh, Vampire Survivors. It's a great game if you want to play something for 15 to 30 minutes. It will be interesting to see how it unfolds once an actual release is completed. Currently, it's in early access on Xbox Game Pass and Steam. Uh, Neon White. This is available on Switch and Steam. It's a great platformer with replayability. It's one of those easy-to-play-yet-difficult-to-master type games. I like that. That's well said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Multiversus. This is uh, in my queue, ready to play. Open beta on most platforms, but I haven't touched it. If you're not familiar with it, it's basically everyone from the Warner from Warner Brothers, ranging from Bugs Bunny and Shaggy to Batman and Arya Stark in the same vein as Smash Bros. It could have a game night potential for weekly games chat if you guys ever promote a game night with the listeners. I feel like he's trying to tell us something. <laughs> I don't know what that's it is. All, that's all I got for now. Love the show and all that booty kissing stuff we're supposed to say. Signed off, Punkhead. Great email, Punkhead. That's legit. Uh, I will say that as far as the hard bosses, I saw Psycho Retros in our Twitch chat say that Monica, uh, how do you say that last name? Rapuccini? Yeah, Cosmic Event Boss. Um, that was a very hard one. And Acid Sugar said that the Metal Gear Solid 2 on Extreme Difficulty, Solidus Snake Fight took him three days. Yeah. And he also referenced Fire in the Flames on Expert on Guitar Hero, which I attest. Why would you do that? I have tried that myself. It is not fun. Yeah, why would you do that? It makes no sense. You're you just you're just a glutton for punishment at that point. Yeah. Um, so let's go in the general chat. I know okay. So I basically said, um, this is our Discord now, guys. If you want to be a part of that, of course you can there are many ways to find out how to be a part of it. We welcome, We have been welcoming people, it seems like, every week, which makes me hap-hap. That means happy. Uh, so I said, if you want to send an email, you know, let us know your current summer game or games. Yuri replied, uh, playing Miles Morales. Hey, that's a great one. Days Gone. This is my second playthrough. Hmm. Um, Yuri's playing the Spider-Man Game of the Year edition. That's the DLCs. Nice. Uh, also playing some Red Dead Redemption 2. And the most recent God of War. Did you know that Red Dead Redemption 2 sold more than Call of Duty the year it came out, John? <laughs> I did not know that, but I, I love that you let me know that. Um, here we go. Panda Claw sent an email in the email section of Discord that says, Yo, what's Yo. up, Weekly Game Chat crew? Uh, my current summer games have been Monster Hunter, Rye, uh, Rye, Sunbreak, and Fall Guys. Mm. Sunbreak really gave a new breath or content along with lots of upcoming updates. I really applaud Capcom for supporting the community with so many freebies. Fall awesome. Guys is a, ga- is a game me and uh, my wife, uh, His wife. Play, usually, play usually at night. We take turns with whichever level or stage we are better skilled at. Been catching some dubs. See, John, a dub is short for wins. All As always, keep up the great content, guys. Game on. Game on to you, Panda. Yeah, game on, Panda. Thank you for um, running in. And for hear, stopping uh, by. This is from earlier. Tara. You hear about it always. There's always compilations. You need it in your life. You need a special head to enjoy. Welcome to Jurassic. I mean, Tarkov. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's Tara's way of saying he's playing Tarkov, which is a PC. Uh, how do you, how do you kind of a PUBG vibe but very detailed? Okay, and what and what it does? It's kind of legit. 
Psycho Retros, who's currently in our Twitch chat, also wrote in and said, hello there, gamers. Sorry. Howdy there, gamers. Howdy. Um, first, let me say, uh, Psycho says he's been playing a ton of Fortnite and Power Wash Simulator. That was a direct response to the uh, the summer games request. But he also sent a second one that says, this week, yep, we, we yes, PlayStation announced they're canceling the Accolade system. And Psycho is saying, I, along with many others, had no clue this was a thing. <laughs> My question is this. Has there ever been a game or console feature that seems superfluous? Did I say that right? Or a waste of time that you actively used? For me, it was the club system on Xbox. Yeah. Over the years, I've used several different clubs and met new people because of them. But overall, the feature is pretty pointless outside of looking for group posts. Yeah, I did. Give up. I did clubs when it rolled out, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool," because you know, I'd be like, "I can join this club for the Assassin's Creed now with all these other people like Assassin's Creed," and then I never once talked to any of them about Assassin's Creed or did anything. So, yeah, uh, for me, it I can't help but think of the Connect. I don't know if that fits the parameters, but it's a waste of time now because they took it away from us. You're not wrong. I I that. The connect when they did it right with certain games, it made those games amazing. Um, you know, kind of sad it, about that, but what am I going to do? It was what a nice feature do? to tell your Xbox to play Netflix after about the first year of it, and that was about the height of whatever achieved after <laughs> those initial launch games and that Fantasia game that came out. <laughs> uh, has said a follow up PS to the email that I just read, and it says, I've also been playing As Dust Falls on Xbox Game Pass. If you're into a story-driven choose-your-adventure game, I really recommend As Dust Falls. I kind of... The voice... What? Go uh, go ahead. Go ahead and let me finish out. The voice acting is really good and the story is pretty engaging. If you have 7 to 10 hours to spare, you cannot go wrong with this. What were you going to say? I kind of want to either play this with you or um, stream it and maybe advertise it to ever like streaming and advertise everyone because it does have twitch integration where you can um you can have people like well you can have people vote on the decisions like the good thing is if you want to override the crowd you can like if they're just going for complete chaos or whatever um but you know it's kind of cool because like it's one of those things where it would be like oh i'm playing it on my xbox but like you could kind of do it like the jack uh, Jack in the box games where like you would have it on your phone and you would just say, Oh, I, th- I think you should do this. And then, you know, whatever the majority is, that's what gets selected. But you know, uh, John would hate it. <laughs> We're not going to include John. This good thing. He's a pile of dust, but me and you could have a fun time with it. I think, I think we could, you're not wrong. I need to check mm-hmm. it out. Look a little bit more into it. Um, Herms germs, Herms germs. That's a great name. Wrote in. And said, for Summer Games so far, just wrapped up on Neon White. That's the second time we've heard about this. I've heard a good week things. ago. Uh, working through Live Alive currently. Hey. Uh, we may be doing that too, sir. And have my eyes set on Cult of the Lamb. Ooh. What is that, Chris? It's, a, it's about a cult that worships the lamb. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Old Man Draven. Um, I think that's the same Draven we know. But uh, it's really funny. This is uh, this is a GIF. See, John, a GIF is. 
it's two people who are very much not excited, but they actually have a handful of confetti. And if you, if I told you LFG, I think you know what that stands for. So it says that. And then just picture the people with no energy letting the confetti go. It's kind of funny. I like it. Um, and Old Man Draven says, once I learn to write, I'm going to email you guys. Ha <laughs> Uh, and Proton today, Proton just now said thanks for reading our email this week. Cheers to you all. Dang, so that's legit. <laughs> uh, and these are coming in as we speak. Punkhead again says, PPS, Nacho, where are you? Some Ooh. fan you are. To where Psycho immediately said, pitiful. <laughs> Look, you can keep dropping this all in real time. But, but you we know, are moving on, sirs. But you know what? When we get to next week you're still all gonna face the exact same issue i'm not letting this go because it appears to work if i just threaten things people get stuff done except for john who i had to snap in the dust because he's the one person who doesn't ever listen so you know but the rest of you you're falling in line so all your episodes <laughs> are safe for now <laughs> So here we go. We're going to pivot to uh, Twitter. Of course, you can find us at Weekly Game Shed on Twitter. I re- I retweeted and quoted a tweet from a user named MyThanks117. Uh, and this says, Xbox has, quote, no games, yet outselling the PlayStation. Just goes to show how great Game Pass is. And I said, it's because you actually can't find an Xbox as well. Just saying. And the Xbox does have games. Just not this they, year. They do. <laughs> um, and where uh, Mr. Maid, Maid CN said, also Xbox was genius in creating the Game Pass machine with the Series S. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and move to our home. I don't think we have any new followers, but I'm looking at our clock. We are clocking over that two-hour mark again. We are. And I think we are we're caught up. But once again, if you want to follow us on Weekly Games Chat, you can do that, of course, at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. Let me look at Chris before he starts music. So he's already started it. Oh, my God, I'm nervous. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 367 of Weekly Games Chat. Uh, we thank you very much. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to Twitch.tv to watch us. This is your friendly reminder that wherever you listen to the show, you leave us a nice uh, five-star review. This will help your friends find us just like you did. I will look at my buddy, Chris. It's just him and I. I'll say, hey, buddy, game on. Hey, buddy, game on. I'm glad you still exist. <laughs> I have too. That John, once again, happy birthday to you. If you listen to this, you know we love you. Game on to you. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I, think this is, I think this is when I say peace out, everybody. I think this might be where I say peace. Oh, Your mom's I didn't do all the things. Well, too bad because the show's over. 